Yo guys, what is good? Welcome back on the Uncle Sharma channel. How are you guys doing? Here we are today for the final match of this half of the season. And uh, well, it's come around uh, It's come around pretty quickly, right? It's, um, it's crazy, actually. Um, you think back and I just remember, you know, watching, doing a watch along for our first match of the season against um, against Genoa. And now we're here already for the, eight, for the 19th match of the season. Um, at Actually, as Mo says, winter champs, baby. We are winter champs and it feels good. feels real good to be the winter champs. I mean, I've said in the past, I really don't care about being winter champions. It makes zero difference to me how being winter champions. We saw what happened with Milan last season. Being winter champions, it means nothing. But it just means you season. I don't know why it's such a thing in Italy being winter champions. I don't hear about it in any other league um but mainly they they seem to make quite a big deal out of being a uh, being winter champions but we'll take it it just means that we're top of the league for the moment um and statistically um and i'm sorry if it's buffering because this as i said i'm using quite an old laptop and it seems to be quite slow today it seems to be struggling with the stream but i apologize if it's uh coming through a little laggy uh, but as long as you can hear me that's the most important but yeah statistically i believe um especially over the last decade is pretty much uh guaranteed when you when you're when you win the champions that you win but obviously it was because in the past 10 years it was juventus most of the time being winter champions so um you know <laughs> it, it turned out that they would win it in the end anyway but last year it didn't happen and then with napoli but i think overall if you look at the whole there's like over 60 65 percent um, usually the way the champion goes on to win the Serie A. So it's a good it's a good uh, indicator, but again, it means nothing to me. And thank you, everyone that's in the house already. Tommy, my guy, of course, regular, always, always in the house. Jake in the house as well. Let's end this half season with a banger exactly in front of our fans. And one thing we have to talk about, you know, in Germany, they've just announced that they're going to play behind closed doors for the rest of the season. In Scotland, they've announced something similar. I think they're only allowing up to 500 fans. So this could potentially be, you know, one of the last times for, for a little while that we get to see, you know, crowd. And I don't know, we've seen how strict Italy have been with the with the regulations in the in the past with the, with COVID and stuff. So it could really, you know, it could be one of the last times we see, um, you know, 50,000 people in the, in the stadium. It might be, again, to going down to reduce. But hopefully... Hopefully not behind closed doors, but you know if things are progressing as they are again with COVID, then we might see another, um, you know, behind closed doors football, um, which we obviously we don't want to see. And Sooning, and there, you know, the accountants at Sooning headquarters and you know Inter headquarters definitely don't want to see empty stadiums. They want to make sure that most as many people. We'll see, but. Um, we know in Interisti we pack out stadiums and actually I quickly tuned in to uh, Juventus versus Cagliari and um, <laughs> this stadium is half empty guys like it's the the struggle it looks like it's behind closed doors right, right now like it's some sort of you know strict regulations with them it's not even half full the 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 Allianz or the whatever it's called now the Juventus stadium and it's not even the big stadium it's only like 41,000 capacity um well, that's I guess all, and 
maybe too expensive and just not attracting fans to the stadium. But, you know, in Teristi, we've been number one of the average attendance for, for a few years now. Since we've come back to the Champions League, we've been, you know, the highest average attendance in Italy, which, uh, you know, makes me proud of being Interista. Let's see who else is in the house. We've got Eduardo as well, of course, another regular, another channel member in the house. What's up, brother? Um, and yes, you know, I think definitely January, February will be the decisive month for us. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the this so this year is if you know if you know or if you don't know the the way they they made the scheduling this year is not mirrored. You know, usually it's like we played like we played Genoa first game of the season this year would be Genoa first game of the second half of the season. But no, this year the second half of this of the season is completely different. And for Inter, <laughs> the schedule is awful. As we know, it's that period where we have the Supercoppa, Napoli, Milan, and then we have Liverpool. Like, it's a crazy, crazy period. I think we have Atalanta in there as well. Like, literally, we play all the big teams. So, literally, if Inter come out of that period top, or even if we're like, you know, even if you're minus one, minus two, minus three, I think we win the title then. Um, because after that, you don't. All, we've played all the big matches, and then until May, we're gonna have to just play everyone else. Like, I'm sure, like they're thinking. I think in theory, it makes sense to have this kind of uh, not mirrored, um, uh, you know, fixture list. But then now, it's it's awful. Like, and then for the league as well, the big matches towards the end, and now, you know. In that period, and we pretty much all the the rest of the of the Serie A to play, then it's gonna be it's not gonna be very interesting to watch for the for the outsiders, and the league might be decided much earlier. So we'll see, but definitely that January February period, how this uh, Scudetto uh, race will go. Also, Loom. Uh, Lord Figo, if, oh yeah, we'll talk about that towards the end. After I do my uh, preview, we'll talk about what like that. Hey, brothers in the world, it's awful and it was barely ever uh, packed out. And yeah, it looks like that right now. Doing some good work, brothers of the world. What's up, Emiliano? Yeah, Lord Figo, wishing happy holidays to all the Inter fans. I like it. Um, yeah, coming up to Christmas, New Year. So hoping everyone is well and, you know, hoping everyone will get to enjoy it with their family or friends or if you want to enjoy it by yourself, if that's what you prefer. But, you know, enjoying it, that's what matters. Um, Edith says, let's not drop any points from now on. Let's widen the gap between Inter and Napoli. Now, exactly, that's the, that's the aim. Making sure that before we get to that January, February period where we... We'll probably like, drop some points there, like, and there's nothing wrong with dropping points in that period. You're ready. There's a there's a little gap in between, so we are allowed to have you know a match or two off, and then we can just recover after that period. Um, so it's vital to keep keep winning and not drop any points. Exactly, Adin. Apparently, Sadio Mane and Mo Salah will miss the first leg due to African Cup. Will that? No, I don't. I don't think they will miss the first leg. The the African Cup of Nation is done. Um, believe at the beginning of february uh so i think they should be back and that's also that depends if how far they go in there it doesn't necessarily mean that egypt and you know um is he was he from 
Senegalese. Um, Mane. Yeah, so it doesn't. Yeah, they have, their country also has to get to the to the final stages. So I think they will be fine. But of course, they could be. You know, do they get injured on the African Cup of Nations? Do they pick up any injuries, or do they come back tired? You know, they have to travel to the to to you know Africa, and then yeah, the quarantine rules and you know COVID. Like there's also, and they're also you know they're not hundred percent sure that it actually is happening the African Cup of Nations yet. I think they're gonna make a. Um, a decision on that yeah that's what i mean so we'll see what the rules or regulations are on these things so maybe maybe you might be right that they might miss it but i'm sure liverpool will try to make sure that that does not happen they will try to find a way through to make sure that happens <clears throat> coutinho potentially in january is uh, one of those rubbish rumors i have no idea who picked uh, that up it's just uh Teenagers are way, way, way beyond what uh, what we can afford. play. What position can we are going to try to fit him in in the mid role? But Hakan is there, and then of course he would need time to adapt as well in that, in that new position. Like it just makes makes zero sense to me. And yeah, guys, it seems like it is struggling a little bit. My computer. Choppy on your side as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So there is there is rumors that they might call it off, but it depends, I think, on how the situation, the COVID situation, is in the in the um, in Africa. With, with the, I'm, not, I'm actually sure where they're holding the actual like where the tournament is being held, but, but it depends because obviously with the the Omicron and the Delta variant, all that kind of stuff. We'll see. Keep an eye on it for sure. What kind of players do you think we could reinforce during January window? Um, that we've talked about this is difficult because numerically we're fine. Like numerically, this inter team is fine, and off budgetary wise, I don't think there's much that we can do. Um, it's unless someone like Vecino leaves to make space in the midfield for someone, um, and then up front, still what we need is probably like a proper Jacko backup, like a proper, you know, big number nine, like a Sky. Marca, like a Belotti or like someone like that, but there's not really too many gaps in the squad. That's why you know into our favourites for the for the Scudetto because we've got a deep deep squad as well. You could say, of course, we can improve on a Barella backup, or you can improve on the you know on the Hakan position or a Brozovic backup, which is something that this inter team has needed for a while. But that's it's not the window to do that. The general and we don't have the money. So unless like someone like Sanchez who's got big salary, or a Vidal another big salary or somewhere go you know leaves um and nothing i don't see anything i don't see anything happening honestly speaking um yeah i apologize for the latency on my side it's just this old laptop really is struggling at the moment i'm hoping to sort the situation out soon but this is it's really painful my laptop situation at the moment i apologize guys uh it's in cameroon oh nice so it's in uh samuelito's end um that's enough and i'm hoping they can go ahead with it winning the afcon is the first step in nigeria's world cup winning run yeah man you guys must surely be um must surely be kind of uh, one of the favorites right for that especially with aussie man coming back to fitness now um i am definitely going to be tuning into the african cup of nations if it goes ashore. sure nanda's uruguayan friends all are gone yeah i'm hearing that you know Cagliari, uh, godin wants to leave uh Caceres wants to leave 
Nandes is wanted to leave anyway. So yeah, I've, I keep saying I can see one player that I can see coming in January is probably Nandes because he's he wants to leave so bad. He's twerking for Inter like, like so badly. And then he his adaptability, he could even play you know, a more of a ball-winning midfielder kind of role in that, but it could also even be a vice Brozovic in that. Like, he's just a versatile player. Um, that's one player I could see coming in January. But again, I don't see that happening unless Vecino or someone from midfield leaves. Um, just numerically, we're, we're, we're fine. As Ozilio said, I know Ozilio lies at times as well, but as Ozilio said, we're pretty much settled. Um, I don't really see many players out there being able to improve our team in January. Yeah, I've seen the Copper Nice release the mean documentaries. I'll definitely uh, check it out. They always release some good, quite quality content. Um, and yeah, if you haven't watched, guys, I made a video about Christian Eriksen today. Um, it's kind of like a tribute to his time at Inter, like a goodbye almost, and you know, a timeline of his time at Inter. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure. You check it out. I think it's a little bit of a different type of content from my usual stuff. A little more thought out, and uh, you know, get like videos and stuff just to make it. I try. I was inspired by you know Robona TV and how he does his videos. Need the bench players. Yeah, they're exactly in this period. The bench players are going to really come in clutch, or they're going to have to come in clutch because we're going to have to rotate. You know, Inzaghi can't just keep playing uh, the same play time especially in that january february period so it's going to be definitely um they're going to need to step up a little bit vidal gagliardini vicino if he stays all of them man Osimhen, my gunman yeah man definitely one of my favorite players in the Serie as for sure hopefully he comes back soon but not too soon for napoli just in time for nigeria <laughs> we can drop nine points and still be at five if milan and napoli win those same games by the end of february we have a clear way and yeah exactly um we could that's the that's the guess the blessing that super difficult schedule all in like the two weeks because after that you know the schedule is on a down downhill trajectory so in theory even if you do drop points behind the other teams you can catch them up hey my guy vivek in the house sport two three once he's uh i, I took his uh san siro virginity and you guys make sure you know with all this stuff going on if you can try to go to the san siro through miata stadium at some point try to go before they take it down which you know today they said um you know they've announced the official project for the stadium uh as a fan of both inter and liverpool i think the game will be quite open and closer than playing. liverpool always exposed on the counter with two full backs bombing forward yeah exactly bro um i think and spurs kind of exposed created gave me a lot of hope because i was probably one of those people that didn't really, yeah, as soon as it was announced, I was quite negative with it. But it depends on the injury status, you know, if Van Dijk is out, if Fabinho is out, one of those type of main kind of defensive stalwarts is out, he, he could, you're definitely susceptible at the back. It could be a very open match. But if, you, if you're like full strength, that's when I really, really feel negative about that game. Of course, we checked it. I forgot that he introduced to the register role against Fiorentina. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the Ericsson video. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, I actually I spoke about that, what was it, two months ago. I made a live stream. I remember pretty much announced already that the populous design was chosen. It wasn't made of design. 
and um i agree with it i that's the, that's the design i prefer out of the two um i prefer the populist design out of the the other one i just think it looks a bit nicer and it keeps that one of the um one of the towers as well one of the existing san siro towers um that's why i prefer that one to and um it is more greenery i think it's more eco-friendly than the other one so yeah i mean i wasn't i like the other one as well but i definitely prefer the popular design i'm glad that one won san siro has to be there for the 2026 um winter winter olympics so um yeah it's not going to be there for for a long long time yes yeah, it's, it's my it's my laptop today keston i apologize once again it seems like it's really strong today like i can see it physically like lagging in front of me like it's a it's like a slideshow so i hope um i hope at least hear me i know my my image might be a bit a bit, bit patchy but at least if you can hear me um that that's good um ciao vittorio good to finally catch a stream live here in australia thank you for tuning in um yeah let's get into the into the into the torino preview uh my boy is not just in the house um he's expecting a low scoring game against torino these guys have one of the best defenses in Serie A, better than milan and urich coach verona into the one of the best too yeah exactly bro uh torino at the moment are the fourth best defense in the league so they've only conceded 18 goals in 18 games so they only concede one goal per game which is really really amazing um especially when you see you know the the, the team that they have uh Urich is really one of the you know standout coaches in the Serie A when it comes to coaching the defensive side of things but offensively they're not they're not great and as you said that's probably why we expect a low scoring game there one two three four five there's a sixth worst attack in the league only 23 goals um in the in the league only genoa spezia Cagliari, and venezia and salernitana have scored less than them so even though they have some decent attacking talent they don't really you know create too much um and one of the other reasons why i expect this to be a difficult game because the way you know Juric makes his teams play like remember how we struggled against Hellas Verona and that Hellas Verona was still pretty much Juric's Verona um even though it was Di Francesco coaching it but it was very similar the, these guys Juric is a Gasperini disciple these are the these are the guys that like to press man for man um you know Gasperini is the one who's really introduced that to Serie A and Juric is you know was was his assistant uh, at Genoa and then took money he admitted himself that he's took and taken a lot of inspiration from Gasparini and his team they don't attack definitely like Atalanta they don't really push men forward like Atalanta do but when it comes to their pressing high pressing they want to you know strangle you with their pressing like they're, they're one of the highest pressing teams in the in the whole league um they go man for man and that does sometimes also leave them a little bit exposed like Atalanta but they don't push as far as Atalanta so they do manage to kind of recover better but their away form is awful Torino which gives me um gives me you know confidence going into this they only have five points from eight games away from home um and on the other on the other end they're actually joined well they've only they've played two more games than Inter at home but they've got the exact same points as Inter 20 at home 
Um, so they're they're very much a home team this year, and they struggle away. So to, you know, tomorrow is going to be away at the San Siro. Um, so that gives me confidence uh, coming into this match that we'll be able to we're able to beat them. But I, I'm not expecting an easy match. I'm definitely not expecting a big scoreline like the like the last few matches, like you know against Salernitana, against Cagliari. Uh, I'm not expecting these kind of you know four nil, five nil big score lines with players you know balling out completely. It's going to be a difficult match. These guys make it difficult. They they make a lot of fouls. You know, as I said, they press really hard. They try to make it as difficult as possible. And as Costa says, yeah, they have struggled against the. Um, they did struggle against Verona. Did catch uh, the highlights of that match. They didn't look great, and um, they, yeah, they they conceded a lot of chances as well. So we can definitely punish these guys if they if they do try to come and press us high, and if we continue the form that we've been in, and of course if Hakan continues this kind of MVP form that he's in, Lord Figo is also very confident about this match. And you can see the lineup of uh, the predicted lineup of um, Torino. Um, not particularly many standout players. The one player I picked out, kind of you know, as I always say in my thumbnail, I try to pick out a player, and the player in the thumbnail is. Um, Tommaso Pobega, who actually uh, looks like, uh, you know, Scrinia's lost cousin, Scrinia's Italian brother or something. Um, very weirdly looks like a lot like Scrinia. But yeah, Pobega, he's this big midfielder on loan from Milan, um, scored in the last match. And he's, I think he's got like two or three goals this season as well. But he's, he's an interesting talent. Um, he did well at Spezia last year as well. He's one of those, you know, he's like a Gagliardini type midfielder who gets into the box, makes late runs into the box, and is quite physical, wins a lot of battles in midfield. And next to Sasa Lukic, who's another decent midfielder. Um, and of course, the guy, another guy to, that I like in the Torino team is um, uh, Singo, the right wing back, who actually was one of my preferred choices uh, after Hakimi left. Um, I thought, you know, he could have been, if we didn't sign Dumfries, I thought he could be pretty, you know, perfect fit because he always, he's played in a, in a, in a, in a wing-back formation and he's always looked uh, quite good, especially against Inter. He, he gave uh, Ashley Young a, a torrid time last season, I remember. But yeah, defensively, apart from Bremer, Bremer, who is really, really good, probably one of the top five defenders in the league this this season, like, very impressive and he's linked with us for 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 the right reason and i, I do really like bremer um if the right ever leaves which i hope he doesn't but if the right does leave he would be my preferred choice from within the Serie R, unless we want to go out for you know the ginter and try to go for the cheap free transfer route which also makes sense um but yeah apart from that ricardo rodriguez we know the guy not not a great defender from his time in milan and you know watching him for switzerland and Gigi, the other uh, centre-back they have in the three, also not great. Um, Milinkovic Savic, the goalkeeper, he used to be, uh, I didn't really like him before, and he used to didn't, he didn't get much playing time before when Sirigu was there, but this season he's kind of stepped up, but again, I think he's a susceptible keeper who we can uh, target. And yeah, um, apart from that, not too many, not too many standout players, to be honest. Um, let's see what your comments are saying. Uh Mehdi saying three one Lautaro, Jekyll Vidal, and Saudi penalty. Yeah, of course we've got the of course the the threat of potentially if an Saudi plays, he's not really been a starter for them this season. But you know maybe against Inter they'll probably start him. Um, and yeah, with Lautaro and Jekyll rumored to be starting, you know I can see a goal each from them. That's for, that's for sure. And Vidal, Arturo Vidal, you guys know this channel is an Arturo Vidal fan club channel. No Arturo Vidal 
slander is allowed here. And it looks like, according to the Sky Sport lineups prediction, that he's going to be starting in this match. Not Gagliardini, um, but as we know, you can't rule out Gagliardini until the last moment because Vidal himself, you can't rule out him getting some sort of fever or like sore throat or some sort of hangover from his party the night before. The last few times when he's been predicted to start, he's either got injured or got some sort of uh, fever. Like, So I'm not going to believe if Vidal is starting until I actually see Vidal on that pitch uh, and it's not Gagliardini. But, you know, I expect a big match from Vidal. And I think we do need someone like Vidal in this match or Gagliardini. Like, it's going to be quite a midfield battle in there. As I said, these guys make it very difficult. They don't really play nice football. They make it cagey. They make it quite rough. So we do need someone like uh, a Vidal or a Gagliardini to win a lot of midfield battles in there, especially in the absence of Barella. And as we said, this could be the 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 experiment time for Inzaghi to see who is going to be the Barella replacement for the Liverpool match. Because, yeah, he is going to miss at least one of those Liverpool matches, if not both of them. So we definitely need to find out who is the right midfielder for that match. In my mind, it is, it is Arturo Vidal. But... Uh, Arturo Vidal doesn't have you know 90 minutes in his legs uh, Arturo I only would trust him for like 50-60 minutes um, but it's a, it's an interesting one of course in, in the ideal world it would be Stefano Sensi but you know in the ideal world that is but we know the Sensi is just completely unreliable physically um, and in my mind it definitely wouldn't be either Vecino or Gagliardini but we know Inzaghi really likes Gagliardini, so I can imagine turning up at Anfield with Gagliardini in the starting lineup. Yeah, I've got the expected lineups below, uh, Keston. What's up, Nerazzurri NL? I need to go into Christmas break with a win, of course, of course, definitely. Everything Vidal does is awesome. Yeah, of course, man. Vidal is just an awesome dude with the awesome Mohawk. My king, Arturo El Rey. Winter champions, let's go, of course. The most frightening for the interdefense will be the counter into a possessable high, but other than that, nothing special. Yeah, yeah, they're not even particularly that good on the counter because apart from single, they don't really have many quick players. Um, if Brecolo plays, you know, he's an interesting, you know, creation winger with decent pace. Um, as I said, single is really their only really quick player that I would fear on the counter attack. Um, I haven't really seen them score many goals on the counter attack either. Um, Sanabria is more of a heading. I think he's got quite a few headed goals this season Sanabria um, he's, he's, he's a threat in the air even though he's not the biggest player and the biggest striker um, Ahmad in the house just hope to see yeah I mean I hope to see Sensi but I don't know if this is the match for Sensi to be honest uh, Torino are quite a physical team I can see him getting getting uh, getting injured but yeah him not playing in, against Lenitana was pretty much confirmation that Inzaghi doesn't trust him just like how Conte lost faith in his uh, physical you know physical abilities by the end of his time yeah i mean since he as i said that's still one of the you know he still is i think the best third center midfielder i mean of course hakan right now is in the form of his life so not even luis alberto milinkovic savage can push out um hakan from this team at the moment but in theory it should really be sensi in there but it's that's life that's life we can't rely on a guy who can't stay fit but that was a great player to have in the Champions League with all his experience. He thinks he's going to win it every year. Yeah, man. And people were clowning him last year when he was talking about winning Scudetto early on. And everyone was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't jinx it. 
And yeah, he was talking about, you know, going far in the Champions League because the Champions League is the only thing that this guy misses from his amazing trophy hall. Literally, that's all he misses. Obviously, a World Cup is all, but, you know, realistically, this is the one thing that he misses from his amazing trophy hall. And I think he is hungry to try and get it before he retires. Uh, yeah, I spoke about this earlier, Vittorio. I don't believe the 15 million to spend in the January window, especially if uh, it looks like the stadium is going to close once again or there's going to be reduced, more reduced capacity once again. Um, I don't believe it until, unless we sell or loan out someone. I don't see anyone coming in. Um, and yeah, it looks like it'll be the starting three centre-backs, Skriniar, De Vrij, Bastoni. Um, you know, there's no point rotating in this match, to be honest, because it's the last match before the winter break. Um, so you just go out full strength. I think Barella, if he, was, if he wasn't suspended, he would have played. Do you think, let me know in the comments, do, we, do you think we're going to keep the 450 minutes plus without conceding a goal? Are we going to keep a clean sheet against Torino? Let me know in the comments below. Um, I think we will. I think we're going to keep another clean sheet. I think we're going to go in, we're going to finish with a strong performance. That's my feeling going into this. Uh, Indagi doing a very good Guardiola impersonation with Inter against smaller teams. Yes, a big match win, always a plus, but you need to dominate the smaller team. Exactly. This is where you win the Scudetto. You can, you know, okay, so you can't drop too many points in big matches, but really and truly, you're going to win the Scudetto by beating the 16 other teams in the in the in the league getting you know the three points from the 16 other team if you drop points against three or four teams there and there it's not the end of the world it's if you keep getting those three points against all the smaller teams that's where it adds up at the end mikey dm more where is lord figo shout out <laughs> yeah make sure you shout out my guy lord figo just hope whoever that wants to catch covid catch it now and be ready to go oh man that's one thing for sure in that in that busy period we just do not want to lose guys to COVID because it's just painful because you never know when they can come back and you don't know in what state they come back because um, COVID affects people differently. Some players are affected by it. Some people are completely you know, unaffected by it. And then it can spread through the team as well, which is the annoying part. So definitely, Lee, hopefully <laughs> avoid it always. Eminem says here, catching it now so we avoid it later. But... Um, Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. They stay at home. Hopefully, hopefully over the Christmas period, these guys don't go out and party or anything. Just stay home with your families and calm and don't do anything stupid. Don't do what Grealish and Foden did the other day where apparently they went out partying and Guardiola had to leave him out of the team. Don't want to see any boys out doing a Rajo Nangolan. Keston says, we'll keep that clean sheet. I like it. I like it. Costas is very confident. He says, half-time, 2-0, full-time, 3-0. Um... I'm going to go for, yeah, I'm going to go for a 2-0 victory. I'm going to go for a 2-0 victory. I think Lautaro, Lautaro is going to get one to continue his, his his improving form. And then one of the defenders, I reckon, De Vrij or Skriniar will score one from a corner. Of course, a uh, Hakan assist from a corner. Um, yeah, exactly. Costas one surely from a free kick slash corner. Eduardo's only going for a for a sneaky one nil. Um, yeah, I could. Yeah, as as Jeff said, I'm expecting this to be quite a low scoring affair. I'm not expecting us to be creating too many chances in this one, just because how Torino play. And um, yeah, and on the other end, I don't see Torino really creating too much either. Um, interesting question, Uche. 
has Dumfries done enough to keep the starting spot? I think for now, when Darmian comes back, it's still Darmian's starting spot for sure. But I think he's done enough now to have that doubt now in matches. Whereas before it was like, you know, Darmian starts, especially in the big matches, Darmian starting. But I think, um, as I said, especially against Liverpool, I would be very tempted to start Dumfries against Liverpool because of his counter-attacking ability in the team. Um, and I've always preferred, I've always said in my previews, in the Champions League ones as well, I felt like he should be starting, he should be the starting Champions League player, Dumfries and Darmian be our um, Serie A guy. So I think he's definitely, you know, took the chance that he's been given by Darmian's injury. He's took advantage of, a, you know, the unfortunate injury of Darmian. But Darmian is back now. I think he's going to be part of the squad against Torino, but he's not actually going to play or maybe get, might get some minutes. But he's back to train with the team. Um, I believe I saw Tuku Correa also took part in some training, but I think he's still out. I think Ranocchia is still out. Uh, but yeah, the the injury list is getting is getting less and less now, which is good. Trying someone in Barella's position might be tricky. Yeah, yeah, he is going to be tricky for sure. Um, but we'll find out. <laughs> we haven't really we haven't really done it too much. Atalanta dropped further points, like six ten. Oh yeah, where is the Atalanta score? Let me check. Did they finish nil nil? Jeez, Genoa holding Atalanta to nil nil. Oh my god, I went full Atalanta in my fantasy in my fantasy Serie A team. But yeah, more drop points from Atalanta, which is good, good for us. So they're not, you know, right up our asses. Yeah, they're on 38 points. Nice five point gap between us and Atalanta, which we can make into um eight points. Geez, Emiliano, another 4-0. Now, nah, I definitely don't see 4-0. Hey, Torino, they're definitely not going to concede that many goals. But that's my opinion. You might be right. <laughs> Come back in my match reaction tomorrow and I'll be referencing you, Emiliano. I think we can keep a clean sheet if they score a scrappy goal. Yeah, if, if Torino scores, it's either going to be a scrappy goal or like a, a power driver from like tw 25 yards. Exactly. Dumfries has been brilliant since his inclusion. Two goals. Um, I think he just needs to improve his final ball, like against Salernitana as well. He should have had some assists. Denzel is very useful. You can develop him into a super sub when you need a line breaker attacker until he develops his de defensive awareness. Yeah, exactly. But he's only going to develop that awareness if you keep playing him as well. So I think he, he deserves to be continued to be played until, you know, Darmian is fully, fully fit. Rumors are around with everyone. Denzel, don't freeze. Uh, I, don't really, I don't really believe that. Do you see the best Serie A 11? Yeah, yeah, the CES slash the Opta ones. Andanovic made it. I mean, shouts out to him. Uh, keeps mudding us. But yeah, in that list, Lautaro was in it. Andanovic was in it. Like, there were some questionable picks in there in general. Um, so, yeah, and I'll make my own, actually. Um, thanks for actually reminding me, Ahmed. I'm going to make a video over the winter break. My... Serie A team until now so that'll be an interesting one Vidal has to start for Barella especially in Champions League the guy was born for the big occasion yeah I agree I agree Michael in the house says Lautaro Gagliardino yeah well, it looks like Gagliardino is not starting but we've seen even when he comes on the substitute recently he's been able to grab a goal so yeah that could be he could be right there he could be right maybe a Vidal goal yes we went from leaking goals to now having the second best defensive league yeah yeah I think I think it was just a matter of time. It was about finding the balance, and that was just going to come with time. We, we said that from the beginning on this channel. It was just, 
Calma, calma. We just need to give Inzaghi time to find the right balance. Um, and yeah, we've conceded, Yeah, as I said in the scroller down below, compared to last season now, we're on plus three points. We've scored three more goals and we've conceded seven less goals. And I know Conte wasted most of last season trying that 3-4-1-2 high press system for, for a long time. But at the same time, we talk about how super attacking this team is, but at the same time, we also need to praise it for the defensive solidity um, so definitely Inzaghi's done done good work on both ends uh, and as I said I think you know people now are trying to make out that the, the Conte team was kind of like some sort of uh, you know super terrorist defensive team but you know there's a reason why we scored 100 goals in the, in, in the calendar year it wasn't it, Conte's team contrib contributed to that as well What's all this about big occasions? Yeah, but that's Tommy. That's that's one occasion. Like you know, we have, you have to look at his whole career. And this this guy is you know a big match player. We saw against Juventus last year as well. Um, of course, that stands out as a as a blip. But and of course, he is quite a hot headed guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens again. But you you are remembering the one blip in his uh, you know amazing amazing career. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. As a, I don't have any insider information on this, but from what I understand, the Onana deal is pretty much 95% done. From what I know, he hasn't signed it yet, which obviously means that until it's signed, it, it's not done. But unless, you know, like someone like Barcelona seriously comes in for him, if they sell Testegen, I don't see Onana going anywhere else because we, he would be, he would be getting, you know, playing time. He would be, you know, become... A main guy for us so it makes sense for Onana to come to Inter over any other team thank you appreciate you liking the Ericsson video you read that Lukaku was back at Inter would you take him as as Auxilia said yeah we'll take him back on a loan <laughs> now we can't we can't afford Lukaku now his wages is too much um and yeah, like even if it was just a loan, I'm sure it would be a very expensive loan. He's out, he's out of our reach now. Once once a player goes to the Premier League, unless it's like in a year when things have gone really bad and his value has really dropped, then it's different. But right now, he's he's out of our reach now for for a little bit. Uh, maybe in a year, let's have a, let's take a look. Maybe in the summer, if things have gone really really bad, and maybe we've recovered financially, we'll see. But yeah, no, it's a no from me. Yeah, and I heard Onana's agent is in Milan this week, so I think it's probably going to be, um, if probably he's going to be signing the contract maybe this week or in the coming days. Um, <clears throat> exactly, La Caca. Nah, Jacko is clear. Um, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not one of those guys that you know is going to claim like now we're you know we don't need Lukaku. Like Lukaku would have been amazing in this team. We probably would have been even better with Lukaku in this team, but. Jekko it brings a different level technicality wise and the way he brings in players and into play um and even goals wise he's contributed you know similar numbers so i miss him but i don't miss him but yeah guys 40 minutes match preview hope you guys enjoyed as i said i'm expecting you know a 2-0 victory i'm expecting a little bit of a more difficult match than we've had recently maybe a little bit of a you know, wake up call for the players to like, you know, remind them that there's decent teams in this league, not just the likes of Kyler and Salernitana. Um, and yeah, hope you guys, you know, this might be, I'm not sure, it might be my last video before Christmas, but as I said, I'm going to be trying to continue making content regarding 
Serie A, so I'm going to make my Serie A team of the season until now. Going to do transfer news and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, if I don't see you before Christmas, if you celebrate, Merry Christmas. If I don't see you before New Year's, but I think you will see me before New Year's. Wishing you Happy New Year to you and your families and all that good stuff. And yeah, I'll see you tomorrow anyway. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying that to people that I won't see. We'll see you tomorrow for the post-match reaction. Make sure you tune in. 5.30 p.m. UK kickoff time here for me. So we'll be seeing you around half seven, eight, you know, for the post-match. So make sure you tune in. Make sure you leave in a thumbs up down below for this video. If you enjoy it, if you're new to the channel, make sure you subscribe. Thank you, everyone that came in and, you know, uh, interacted. Lord Figo's happy holidays to the Inter fans, of course. Don't worry, Shams, it will be easy. We may even see, if, oh, I don't want to see Falterov for sure. Um, unless it is, again, 3-0, 4-0. And yeah, happy holidays, everyone. And yeah, see you tomorrow for post-match reaction. Ciao, ragazzi, and always, Porta Inter.